Just because I love you, it don't mean I trust you. Everybody not to be trusted. Everybody around me thugging. Everybody around me drugging. Everybody around me hustling. Everybody know not to bring no new in around me. They say I be bugging. Got Rex in the go yard luggage. Just because I love you, it don't mean I trust you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Quentin Flores. This is Uncut with Q, where we talk about all things business, entrepreneurship, mindset, overcoming hardships. Literally, guys. We, this podcast is so versatile. I think I've had a guest for every single situation at this point. Last week, we talked about barbering and how one of my buddies went through six years of prison, became a barber. Had another guy, too, that, that was on here that, that had a whole e-com like, business built where he was doing traditional FBA. And he has contracts with Amazon. I like the diversity of this, man. And, and this is what's great about this show. So, guys, I urge you to listen to this all the way through. If this is your first time listening we have what's called a value exchange. Now, the value exchange is very simple. This is the only rule that I have for this show. I don't run ads. I won't ask you for money. We're not going to sell you anything. Everything that we fucking do on this podcast is straight value driven. And I truthfully believe that when you do something for someone else, if you want something to come back, then you have to serve first. So that's what we build this podcast off of. No ads. This is complete word of mouth marketing. If you fucking get value from this podcast, I need you to do me a favor and share the shit out of it. If it made you think, if it questioned traditional thinking, if you wake up at night and you're like, yo, that fucking crazy shit that Q and Doug said on that podcast was like, wow. If it changed your life, share the fucking show. If it didn't, then we're going to try to continuously do better. That's just how we roll. So today, guys, I have an amazing guest, man. What's up, bro? Introduce yourself. Well, my name is Doug Carey, and I will ask for money at all times. He might, he might not on here, but I might, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I love it. No, my name's Doug Carey. I'm a, I'm a son. I started out as a son. Now I'm a, a father. I'm a husband. Uh, you had my lovely wife on. She's here. She's awesome. Uh, an entrepreneur now, which is a cool thing to say, uh, a teacher, uh, because we, I'm mostly me, but also Ashley homeschool our, our son right now. He's in first grade. Which is a cool thing. It allows us to be here with you. Uh, we, well, I'm not. Uh, I'm not from San Antonio. I'm from St. Louis. Uh, we came down to see you, and you know, our son did our homeschooling. His homeschooling this morning. So it's enabled us to uh, bring him along with us, see what we do. You know, it's not like just coming to this. Any type of real estate thing. You know, we go look at houses. We go work on houses. We bring our kids with us. We let them see what we're doing. I think that's amazing, man. As 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 somebody, I mean, you as family like the most important thing. For you, oh yeah, and I can see it because I've never been with like in, in the same room with you without your family next to you. Oh yeah, you know, and, and I think that that's very admirable, bro. I, I think that there's not a lot of that out there. A lot of people think that in entrepreneurship that you have to sacrifice friendships, sacrifice time with family, and sacrifice times with your kids. Your your kid is literally right next to us on this. You want to bring him onto this real quick so you can say hi? Yeah, come on, man. Come, come on, on, come on, come over man. here. Come say what's up. Hop over these wires, man. <laughs> Watch out with that camera. What's up, buddy? Huh? There we go. We camera. Say your name. What's your name, buddy? My name's Edmund. All right. <laughs> and we're, awesome. we're starting a YouTube channel for him called Edmund's Time. What do you like to do on Edmund's Time? Play Roblox. Play Roblox. <laughs> That's his game. That's awesome. Yeah, and we'll be doing other stuff, but... Uh, He's pretty pumped about it. <laughs> All and, right. And we want it for him. I look forward to seeing your journey into the Twitch space, man. You got this. <laughs> All right, buddy. You good? Was that enough? Do you want the whole, or do you, should, do you want this seat? 
No, go ahead. It's buddy. okay. It's okay. <laughs> Man, that, I mean, honestly, bro, it, it's beautiful, dude. It, it's so beautiful. When I had first gotten into business, that was a big mistake that I had made. I had neglected the crap out of everybody. And I just was so money hungry. I didn't realize it was just being so counterproductive. I wanted to ask you. From man to man, how important has that been, bringing your family with you on this journey in entrepreneurship? Very important, uh, especially with kids. You know, I didn't, I love my parents, but we didn't grow up in a, I don't know, entrepreneurial household. You know, my parents had jobs. They worked very hard so that my sister and I could have food and, you know, basketball shoes and baseball shoes, you know, whatever we needed. And you grew up in St. Louis? Grew up in St. Louis. Wow. Uh, I live kind of all around Missouri, but in my adolescence, St. Louis and a little around. I, li- I lived in the middle of the city, and then we moved to the woods. And then we moved to a bigger city, whatever. But, you know, we were always together. and But we didn't learn about entrepreneurship. Like, my parents didn't own a business or whatever. So it was never really, uh, it was never a conversation or anything like that. But now that I've gotten into it, I'm like, oh, man, I don't want it. I don't want to have a job. I don't want my kid to have a job. I want him to create jobs. I want him to create his own thing. And the best way that he can do that is to sit here and watch us do it. Yep. Learn from experience. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to do now for, for my family. You know, like my son wants to get older and he decides that he wants to do business. You know, I at least want to, at least, um, I want to give him the experience because that's ultimately you bring him to flips and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, technically he's been in flips since I remember we had your wife on the episode she had mentioned that she was pregnant and, and laying tile, right? Oh, that was our own house. I have pictures of her laying floor, just just as pregnant as can be, putting uh, wood flooring in. And I think we were, yeah, doing some tile. It's almost a birthright in a way because he's being born into that. Oh, he was definitely born into it. We bought that house about two months prior to him being born, and we were working on it just to get... Uh, a room to sleep in because we gutted the whole house and a bathroom to be able to shower in. That's basically what we had. And there was a little kitchenette in the basement because they had an apartment. So we were bare bones with a house with a baby about to pop out. And, you know, we just did it. And that's kind of the thing with being an entrepreneur in general is you just do it. You know, you figure it out as you go, you, you get a mentor, you know, whatever you need to do, but you just, one step and one foot, whatever, however you want to say it, just keep it going. What do you think has been one of the most challenging things as far as like being like keeping up with your fam and running a business at the same time? Cause that has to be challenging to some extent. It's very challenging. And I guess the one good thing or one of the good things I have going for me is I have a wife whose brain is like an Excel spreadsheet, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I joke, but it's kind of true. And that actually does help with, you know, organization. I'm not the most organized person. I feel like times I'm, I'm here, I'm there, you know, I'm, I'm usually the one that's having to go to a property or, you know, go meet somebody for this, or I do a, a little bit more of the face-to-face stuff and a little bit more of the hands-on stuff because she does have, you know, a nine to five. So how, how do you juggle it? I don't know. You just do it. Um, it, it like I said, it does help when you have, uh, whether it's a spouse or a partner or whatever it is to tell if you are going around to tell you, all right, look, well, we, Hey, we need to do this. I know you're doing this, but we need to do that. Somebody does have to be the organized one in it. And if it, and if it is only you, you got to figure out how to be the organized one. That's probably one of the biggest things for being an entrepreneur. I'm sure you have plenty of things going on and you probably got to a point where it's like, 
I can't do this thing anymore. I need somebody else to do it. Or I need somebody else to set this up for me and then remind me. Uh, that's, that's really a, a big thing. Reminders. If you don't have somebody to remind you, everybody, every phone has a calendar on it, you know, ha- put a billion reminders on it. If you need to do what you got to do. I mean, that's, that is being an entrepreneur, do what you have to do until you can pay somebody to do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's something that with your company, uh, virtual squad, you pay somebody to do it. Doesn't have to be virtual squad. But I would <laughs> recommend it, but, but definitely, uh, figuring out that organization and then if you can pass that organization off to just be like, Hey, you do this, this, and that, this is what needs to be done. I need to stop hitting this microphone. You're good, bro. You're good. One of the things that I've learned is when you find a good woman and that woman is, is like, that's the cheat code that a lot of people don't talk about. Like when you have a good woman in your life, that's willing to not just like, like, cause there's one thing to have a lady that can cook for you. And there's another thing that can have a lady that can like, you know, take care of you and whatnot to that extent. It's another when you have a partnership and you guys are driving in the same direction because you share a similar outcome. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, this is just me being straightforward. You know, my, my current lady, she never gave a damn about business. She's not entrepreneur minded like Ashley, but she's a huge support system. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm operating or I'm doing a business move or I'm making a decision, I still literally like consult with her about certain things because while the whole world might know me as Quentin, as this guy that's doing all this crazy shit, I appreciate that she understands me in the vulnerable side Mm -hmm. as well as like who I can be in my darkest because it's there that true colors fly and bad decisions can be made. So it's just great to have somebody that you can be vulnerable with. You know what I mean? And that's a huge cheat code. Like, it's like you, you, your partner doesn't have to be a business person. You, they can just be a support system. And that's what love is, in my opinion. It's just two people supporting the fuck out of each other. So when one has a dream, you guide them to it. When the other has a dream, you guide them to it. It doesn't have to be physical. It could also be just faith and belief because belief goes a long way, if you sure. ask me. One of the things I wanted to, to ask you, man, like, so you, I mean, you have how many kids? Two? Two kids. Two? And have they Did both gone? Of. Oh yeah, yeah you're good. <laughs> Same, bro. Yeah. I'm kidding. Um, the 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 two kids that you have right now have they been with you guys while you're flipping properties too this whole time? Oh yeah. Uh, the I think you were speaking with Ashley about our our big flip that we did. Yeah. Edmund. Well, Ashley was up on a ladder and fell off the ladder right when right before Edmund literally told her, Hey mommy, you should not be up on that ladder like that. And she fell and broke her foot and it was awful. We had to go to the hospital and it was, it was terrible. But Edmund was right there. I mean, we were, we were painting, doing finishing Mm. touches. And I mean, it was like that through the, through the, at the very beginning, Edmund was there. There was a bunch of tile in this house, huge amount of tile in this house with two inches of concrete underneath it. Wow. Edmund, Edmund was there for a while with a sledgehammer hitting the hitting it just to just to do it. He was breaking out walls with a hammer. You know, he was I guess five at the time. Wow. And you know, we it, we didn't have him there for eight hours or anything like that. But you know, hey, this is what mommy and daddy do. This is, you know, hey, you want to? He wants a gaming computer. Well, this is how we're going to pay for it. You know, these things don't just show up. You know, yeah. even if they don't quite understand it, and they probably won't for a while. You got to introduce them to this stuff. And hopefully as it goes on, they're like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe that's a good thing to do. You know, dude, you're literally onto something that right there is an important thing. 
a lot of people don't realize this, but kids remember and, and they truthfully remember who's there for them and who's teaching them. When I was a kid, I remember I would go to this, this store with my mom. My mom has always been supportive of me. Um, she just like her level of success because the time frame that she grew up in, she was born in the 60s. Mm-hmm. She just truthfully believes that a high school diploma or a college degree is what it is to be successful. So she's from that time frame where that mm-hmm. belief system was still there. So for the longest time, you know, I, w- I would go with her to places as a child and, and, you know, she didn't have a babysitter, so she'd take me everywhere. And I would see, like, these toys that I, other kids were getting. And I would ask my mom, I would say, Mom, how the hell can I get that toy, right? And she would be like, we can't afford it. Yeah. This is a, this was what you call a generational curse. Had she would have said, how can we afford it? Mm-hmm. Rather than we cannot you know, she, she didn't even realize that. But when she told me that she was creating a law in my mind that due to circumstances, that that toy was completely out of my reach. Had she would have asked me, well, Quentin, how can we afford that toy? Mm-hmm. That would have challenged traditional thinking because then at that point, it would open up the, the curiosity in my head as to how I could acquire this thing. And I don't think that people fully understand that experiences and words and moments as irrelevant as they, as they may be, because I was five. I remember everything up to two, man. I got the Mm. memory of an elephant and I'm the size of one as well. So (laughs) it's two and the same. But for me, I remember that. So could you imagine what Edmund's going to be soaking in, being in this environment at all times and what your daughter is going to be soaking in? So, you know, definitely they they understand. It's just in their own way, you know, and it might benefit them later in the future. Dude, so like you and your wife, what is it like owning a business with and being married, like to the to your business partner? <laughs> well, I guess taking the business side out of it, we have a very good relationship, just kind of in general. We don't really certainly we have our our moments where we don't get along, but we don't really argue a whole lot. So we're we're kind of blessed in that in that aspect. Some people just communicate differently, I guess. But uh, as far as in the business side of things, I guess the good part is, is we both kind of had that vision of like, Hey, we want to do well in real estate or we want to do well in general. And even if we're having a disagreement, you have to kind of keep that common goal in mind of like, look, we may not agree on this, but our goal is still the same. And we need to figure out how we can keep, uh, keep things positive because that's very important is mm-hmm. staying positive about whatever situation you're in, that you're in. Uh, if it's a closing or whatever it is, you know, just how can we figure this out together? What's a different angle we can think of? Um, if, if we think the other one's wrong, you tell them yeah, and tell them why. And then they might tell you, well, I think you're wrong. And this is why. And it's, it's communication. Communication is so big and so many people fall short with it. Yes, yeah, true. With with your spouse, with your business partner, with your kids, keeping that communication open. Don't don't let that thought, that idea, whatever it is, just sit in your head. If you have somebody like I work with my wife and I know that yeah, she might judge me, but it's, I'm fine with that cuz I do the same to her and it's not a a negative judgment about whatever the situation is. It's a judgment. And then like, that's stupid. That's not going to work. But maybe if we do it this way, it might work. Uh, and we do that to each other. And we have that honest kind of open, you know, don't leave anything underlying. Like, just say it. 
and we'll figure it out. And I think if, and that's not just in business. I think if any couple has an open communication to where you can really just say anything to them and not, you know, don't be mean. You yeah. Know, don't yeah. try and piss off your spouse or your business <laughs> partner, whatever it is. Uh, Articulate the message in a way towards where it's received and, in, and not in a negative way. I completely yeah. understand. And they may take it negatively. Yeah. And, you know, it is what it is. But you, you know, you got to explain yourself sometimes like, <laughs> Hey, you took that really bad, but this is what I meant to say. You know, I'd always don't, you can ask my wife, I don't always say the right thing, but you know, sometimes you got to turn the dial a little, do a little bit of different frequency and like, okay, rather is, say something than not say anything at all. Yeah. Cause if you say nothing and then you move forward with whatever, what are you going to do when it's done? Like, Oh, why didn't we do it this way? Well, you didn't say anything, you know? So you got to. You got to get the message. Even if you don't get the message across well, you got to get the message out there. So that even if I'd say, hey, Q, we need to do this. And you're like, eh, no, I don't want to do that. And then 30 minutes later, you'll be like, wait a minute. Maybe there was something to that. So get the message out there. And you may end up not doing that now, but you may talk about it later. And you're like, all right, well, maybe we need to do a little more research. Maybe we do this, you know, whatever it is. So uh, communication it's literally everything. I just, I, it's, it's hard to even stress that enough. You know, even with what we're doing right now, we're communicating, we're trying to get a message out to people. Like just communicating is just so important. A lot of people think like uh, business partnerships, business partnerships are like marriage. I've had multiple business partners in my past, dude, but I never loved them. Yeah. Like I may have been like, I, I, I it's one thing for me to have a partner and feel like they're a brother or like, like, like a good friend. Right. But I've never been in love with a business partner. So that's, I, that's a crazy thing. Right. How is like, 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 cause so, you know, sometimes you have family and then you have business. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I have a business partnership, bro, it's always like, I'm never bringing that business partner into my family. It stays at business. So when we go home, we both have our own separate problems at the house. Right. Whether, you know, that's your temple or whatever, you know, we're just being real here. Not everybody's perfect. So when we go home, we have our own thing. And then when we come back, we're at the business. Yeah. You don't really get that luxury. No. You get to go into the business with what you got from home and what you get from home drives itself into your business. The business is down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's down, it's down the other side of the house. So, uh, I mean, it's great though. Cause I know that if, if our business blows up, then it blows up and we still have each other. You know, our business doesn't Damn. define, it doesn't define Damn. our relationship, but it's great that we get to share it together. You know, what, how awesome, whatever level our, any of our businesses go to, how awesome is it that I get to share that with my wife and with my kids and you know, whatever, whoever else. It's like you were rich before you even had money, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny <laughs> when I met Ashley, uh, I don't think I had a job at the time. I didn't have a car. Like, I don't know why she liked me. It's probably just my dashing good looks. You know, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> you look like James Bond, man. Let's but, be real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we just, we had a connection and man, it's just kind of grown from there. And, you know, since that time, you know, everybody, there's always bumps in the road or whatever, but we've always figured out a way through it. And, you know, we've, we stick together because we love each other. I mean, that's kind of the main part of it, but it's, uh, it's just nice to have, it's great to have, like you were saying, that support system 
the, you know, you're not doing this, you know, you're doing this with your, with your partner. You, you guys are in it together, whether you're, whether you're doing the same thing, like the real estate or, you know, she's doing that and I'm doing this. It's still, you're still working towards the same thing. You want, you want to have your success. She wants to have her success. You want to have your success together. You want your kids to be happy. You want your kids to grow up in a, a safe, home. loving, yeah, stable environment. You know, I, I don't know what the statistics are for two parent homes. Uh, Dude, low incomes, they don't last, bro. Most people's problems and relationships are centered around money. Literally. It, and that's sad. It is, man. And it, it goes is. back to uh, what you were talking about with, it's, it's almost a limiting belief system. Like it we is. don't have money for that. And, you know, then the kid complains because, you know, we don't have money for just to play, buy a video game or whatever. So then they complain to dad and then dad's mad. And then, you know, dad talks to mom because he's mad. And, you know, it just creates, it creates conflict when, when, and most people grow up with that. Yeah. I would say. That, I grew up like that. that yeah. That's how so I did I, you know, and again, we weren't, we weren't poor, we weren't rich, but there's always something that you can't afford. But instead of saying, well, we can't afford this instead of saying that saying how, like you said, how can we buy this? What can we do? Let's, you know, go do a lemonade stand or whatever kid make some money, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Uh, do you teach Edmund too, as he's doing, as, because he's older, right? So the other one's still kind of just soaking things in, you know, like, cause I have a six year old son too. Our mm-hmm. kids are like very close together sure. in, in, in the age. I take my son with me to flips that I'm doing all the time. And, you know, just like, does he ever talk to you about him? Like your kiddo? You know, a little bit. It's yeah, it, usually I, you know, if I take him somewhere and it's, and it's just me and him, I, Hey, you got any questions for dad? You know, you got any questions about what just happened? Usually it's some, you know, off the wall, you know, why were the windows dirty or something? You know, I don't know, <laughs> whatever it is, but at least it's, it's, he's engaged in it somewhat. Yeah. And like I said, he's going to absorb it and it's not even, he may not even absorb all the information. It's the action. Like, okay, we're going to do this. Why did we do that? You know, whatever it may be. Half the time he doesn't even want to go do it, but you drag him along. And I think most people that are entrepreneurs that it could just be, you open a cafe Mm -hmm. and you bring your kid there and the kid learns how to speak with adults or count money or work just like work in general. Um, you know, it is good for a kid to learn how to work. Absolutely. Maybe not at six, maybe a little bit, but you know, it's, you introduce them early to just know what working is because everybody has to work. Uh, pretty much, I guess. Yeah. If you want to build, build wealth, you're not going to do it just sitting down, man. You know, so you do have to know how to get off your ass and put in the work. Yeah. And you know, if at a young age, you can at least show them, all right, well, Hey, this is kind of the things you need to do. And I even tell them now, you know, do you want to work for somebody or do you want to have your own thing? You know, when he doesn't, the only thing he understands is I want to be a YouTuber, well, which every kid understands that <laughs> at this point, you know, everybody, hey, every, it's a lucrative business. Let's yeah, be honest. I mean, yeah. And that's what we, you know, we want to do that for him. You know, I don't want to tell him no, you can't do that. But again, you got to work for it. You got to, even if he is just streaming games, you got to sit down and do that. And then we got to edit it and then we do this. And you know, there's, there's lots that go, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, it's not just, 
Well, like you, you were at a speaking engagement last night. And I yeah. think a lot of people see, oh, look at these successful guys up on stage. And that's all they see. They didn't see, you know, you're, you're, you're the duck above water that's nice and calm. They didn't see your little flapping feet underneath going crazy trying to make all this stuff happen. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think that can discourage some people. It could, so yeah. you have to kind of see, it's good to see the process. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm on stage here, but I was right. I was way down here doing boom, 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 going up. Um, and that's, that's what I think that bringing your kid into that, you see that, that way up. I have a friend, man, that I'd love to introduce you to. He's here in town. His name's David Fisher. He has a son named Odin. He's a huge Thor fan. So mm-hmm. Thor is like his favorite, uh, thing so his kid just turned 16 years old and he's already acquired 20 units in apartment complexes oh wow his dad helped him not gonna Mm -hmm. lie sure but he brings odin along homeschools him so they do all their programs at home Mm -hmm. and takes him to every single property makes him change out the ac units makes him paint certain things makes him do finishes helps him cut tile all kinds of stuff man and now awesome. like this kid he has like a youtube channel that's coming out it's called the cash flow kid mm. and bro i mean he's he's going to be talking about building financial health like wealth right like financial literacy and building wealth through real estate investing all the stuff that he's learned from his dad his mm. dad was one of my mentors i i went uh so the company that i'm talking about they're called lifestyles and so it's similar to live and air right that, yeah, that, that yeah. other company so they could you go there and they teach you how to retire through real estate investing and so i got a chance to meet david and when i first met his son his son was like this was in 2015 so his kid was like 10 years old when i first met him not even that maybe nine and he was just on stage talking about three ways that you can make money through real estate investing wow. at nine awesome. years old. You know what I mean? And so I think that it's, it's great. That kid will probably be a prodigy to what David's been able to accomplish. But um, I think one of the things that I think anybody should take away from that, man, is that like, you know, your kids are going to soak things up. Right. Oh, yeah. But it's not necessarily what you leave behind for your kids to have. It's, it's really what knowledge you instill into them that's going to be the differential factor on whether or not they build wealth for themselves. This is a stat, bro, that I just recently learned, Doug. This is crazy, too, if we're talking about this. But uh, apparently, um, kids do not inherit their parents' wealth correctly. And the, the generational wealth thing where people build like generations of wealth, like my children's children's children dies within the second generation yeah. after you. And so that's like, that's a statistic that happens 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. You'll see a company that was built 115 years ago and then they go out of business around like where they're at now. Mm-hmm. And it's just the whole thing is based on the principles and values that you instill into the ones that inherit that. So, man, I told my kid, I straight up told him at six years old, I'm like, dude, when I die, everything I got's going with me, dude. Don't care. I will fit it in the ground somehow. Mm-hmm. By then, I should be a freaking billionaire. So, I don't know. My goal is a billion. But it, it's like, my son was like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm not going to leave you anything. I love you to death, but I need you to take what I'm teaching you seriously. So, watch what I do. Watch the moves that I'm making. Watch the plays. Because you're either going to learn that this isn't how it should be done, or you're going to learn that this is exactly what needs to be done for you to get to where I'm at. But I truthfully believe that a child should earn it, not just be given it. Well, see, you are leaving them something then. 
Yes. So like, yeah, yeah, Correct. you're not leaving them, you know, a stack of cash. I mean, that's a lottery ticket. And how many lottery winners go broke? All of them. Most of them. All of Literally. them. Literally. Because you don't learn how to win the lottery. You just, you know, buy a ticket. <laughs> but, you know, that knowledge that you can pass to your kid or, you know, pass to, you know, I know you talk with Ashley about coaching, just passing to anybody. You know, kids soak up knowledge, but it doesn't have to stop when you're a kid. I started real estate when I was 36. I'm 40. Well, I'm almost 42 now. I'll be 42 in October. You look amazing, Doug. Well, I try. Thank you. So do you. James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, yeah, I started watching YouTube videos. Uh, Phil Pustiovsky. I don't know if anybody's heard of that dude in Florida. He just, I randomly ran across a video about, I think it was about wholesaling. Oh, yeah. I've always liked real estate. Never did it. Let's see what this is about. So I watched some of his videos. I was 36. I'm pretty sure I'm not a kid at that point. So, you know, at any point, but especially your kids, especially your kids, but at any point, there's always somebody that's going to be out there sharing knowledge, go to YouTube. And like, if there's something you're interested in making money, just start searching it. There are so many people giving out free money, basically, uh, to, especially in real estate. I mean, there's yeah, most of them trying to build their brand. We got to, we got to make sure that we're taking advantage of that. Yeah. Because yeah. they're giving out free info. And that's really where we're at right now, the information age. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy. And I, you know, I watch a lot of, I do watch a lot of real estate stuff, but really anything, you know, fishing, anything. YouTube's, imagine introducing YouTube to somebody 40 years ago. It's a cheat code. It is. Yeah, it's a cheat code. It's like your own free mentor. I learned how to fish through my little brother and also YouTube. I knew jack shit about fishing, dude. Didn't even know how to tie a knot. And I tie like five different knots yeah. on my hooks. Yeah, you like crazy. fishing? I love fishing. That's what's up, dude. We got Outdoor go life in general. I think more people need to get outside. Yeah, that's true. That's just true. stop doing this right here, looking at your <laughs> phone. And yeah, go cast. Even if you're just going for a walk, like go outside. It's so great outside. Have you taken your kiddo fishing with you? Yeah, he goes. He, go, he, uh, he goes. Uh, we don't go a whole lot. But when I try to get him, you know, sometimes it's a guy's trip. You I know, got it's you. a little, little too much for uh, his size right now. I understand. <laughs> but uh, you know, family trips, whatever. We I try to get him out there fishing. We got a couple of ponds close to where we live, so and he loves it. It's I mean, honestly awesome, dude, seeing everything that you guys accomplished. And you know, man, like we as men have to lead our family to a certain extent. You know what I'm saying? And you've been doing that, and so I think that's just phenomenal to see, man. You really love your family. And and there's not a lot of people that get into business that are leading by that example. Most people sacrifice family time, sacrifice time with their kids. They think that to get to the top, you have to like push everything that you've ever appreciated away. I have friends, bro, that are not business savvy, that I still talk to today, that those are my friends that nurture my soul on a different level. Sure. And they don't have to be involved with what I do to make money. You know, for them, I'm like this real estate dude or I'm this fucking entrepreneur guy, you know, but I'm never I'm not, I always tell them just treat me the way that you treated me in school, man, because mm -hmm. that's where I'm trying to be right now. Sure. I'm not trying to think about the millions of things that we're facilitating at the office, the properties that we're buying, the warehouses that we're acquiring, the podcasts that we're shooting. I just need to be in this moment with you. Sure. And so let me be a fucking kid. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So you got to however you do it, you got to be able to shut that off sometimes. You know, we went through COVID, obviously, and like you couldn't go on a vacation, basically, unless you went in your basement. That was your vacation. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Uh, so and like we love going on vacations. So, I mean, that 
is hard. You got to be able to separate yourself from it sometimes and just kind of hit that reset button because it just piles and it piles and it piles and like, Hey, working hard is great. And you got to work hard, but you have to, I think any human, they have to like shut that off. Yeah. And then you get back to it. I got one question and we're going to, we'll, we'll end it on this. How do you separate business and family? Like, when do you just have times where you're like, this is what we're going to do. And we're not going to talk about properties. We're not going to talk about things that we have, or is it something you're still figuring out? I don't know. Well, I guess it's always a process. And if you're talking about immediate family, so, you know, Ashley and my two kids, you know, it, it might just depend on the time of day. I see. Like, okay, we just need to be done with this for today. And now we're going to go ride our bikes. Um, now, if you're talking about extended family, <laughs> that's a, that's a tougher question. I, you know, <laughs> I, I try to avoid it because you don't want to have, and it's not even just family. It could be your neighbor, you know, whatever. Uh, you try to avoid it because you don't want to have something business wise kind of come between your family. It's going to make your, you know, family reunions kind of awkward, but yeah, sometimes a family member could be the best option. So it, it can be hard. It is a, it is a balance. So we try to, and it's not like we're actively avoiding it, but you know, I would say if you can find someone external that can do the same job, you're probably better off doing that. And then you just use your, you know, your family member to refer them. Like if you, if they have a skill that they, you know, Ashley's mom, my mother-in-law, she does estate sales. She's got an awesome estate sale business. Oh, wow. And anytime we go, you know, you can walk into any house. I'm sure you've walked into plenty of houses and just seen stuff. And a lot of times uh, an issue that people have is, is the stuff. What do I do with all this stuff? Well, she does estate sales. It's completely separate from our business. We're like, hey, we'll come buy your house and we'll take care of all your stuff. You know, my, we'll have my mother-in-law call you. She can set all this stuff up. We can have it cleaned out and you guys are good. And people are like, oh, really? You can do that? You know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, because that even just that, especially if it's like a hoarder or something like that, yep. it's a daunting task to people. You There's know, There's also some valuables too. I bought in houses that were hoarder houses. I got a free oh, pool table sure. out of it. A uh, couple of game boxes, all kinds of stuff. But oh, you know, yeah. uh, I, I think that um, that's definitely also, yeah. Like to go back to what you were talking about too, in regards to separating them. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's awesome that you incorporate specific family members because I know that some people have some toxic family members. I've been through that too. I oh, have yeah. some people <laughs> in my to- like that are toxic to my family. It's all good. I still love them because they're family. Yeah. But they, some people just take a little bit longer to grow up. And I don't want that to bleed into my business. If I'm having like a bad time with like my brother or my little brother or my brother-in-law or whoever, and it's bleeding into the way I operate every day, like it's my immediate, like I have to just cut that off right now. Yep. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to function because this person's well-being is going to be in the back of my mind. So, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm an avid, like for me, like when I go home at like five, six o'clock, I shut it down completely aside from like my personal mentees, like yourself or your, your, your wife and anybody else that I coach mm-hmm. are the only ones that I contact after that time. Okay. But it's always just a casual text. That's it. It's nothing like I'm operating a whole business trying to do like a million different things over here. Um, I just want to shut it off so I can be in the moment and going fishing for me is actually like a very therapeutic thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, it's hard. It's hard. Being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, it's hard. It is. You know, it's hard work. It's daunting sometimes. But it's, you know, 
even when you're starting out, you get one of those checks come in. You're like, oh, okay, this is this worth is, it. This is what. How do I do another one of these? And it's not going to be easy to go get that next one, but you want to do it at that point. When you start cashing checks, it's like it's you know it's an addiction, <laughs> uh, pretty much. Absolutely. Like yeah, I want to keep doing this. How do we figure out how to how do we do more? How do we scale it? You know whatever. But in even when you get family in there, it doesn't make it any easier. So mm-hmm. yeah, try and keep it separate. But like I said, my business is down the hall. I can't really separate it. Like it's impossible to separate it. But you do have to get to a point where it's like, all right, we need to, you know, we're going to go eat. We're going to do whatever, you know, we have to, you do have to be able to separate. You have to be able to consciously uh, think like, Hey, this, this isn't going to keep working if we're going to keep, you know, blending these things together all day, every day. Like you have to, you have to be able to shut someone off. And you know, it's, it's uh, there's always going to be some leaks. There's always going to be some stuff that comes through. Some stuff's going to have to get done. A seller's going to call a buyer's going to call, you know, something's going to happen at a property, you know, a contractor, whatever. So you may be in the middle of something that you have to tend to, you know, Ashley and I, funny story, the big rehab that we did, uh, we had, we at about midnight one night, had to go dig a hole by a tree looking for the release trap for <laughs> the sewer line that went out because this house that we had was on uh, the sewer for about 30 years and there was never a bill. So the sewer company didn't believe that it was on the sewer. So we were out there trying to find the trap in the yard. Uh, like I said, at like midnight or one o'clock in the morning, we're out here just looking like idiots digging digging a hole and we got about three feet down a big old hole, never found it. And then we had a guy come out and go about six inches right where we were and found it. But like, (laughs) like right there, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, you just got to do what you got to do. We didn't want to do that. Um, and obviously we're family. It was Ashley and I out there laughing at each other while we're digging a hole in the middle of this or in the backyard of this huge, nice house that we just rehabbed. And this was the day before close. Oh crap! We so were gonna, like, we weren't gonna be able to close because of this. Uh, that's scary, bro. Especially when there's a big check on the line. Oh yeah, we're like, yeah, we were freaking out. I mean, it, it got resolved the morning of close, of finding where the line went to and everything. The line, the the sewer line was like 250 feet from the house, I see. which is like your the camera lines that people put down. They don't go that far. They go about 100, 150. So we had to find that trap. I don't know if that math works out, but either way. Yeah, yeah, I got you. It was a long way. It was a crazy thing. Just one of the one of the hoops you got to jump through. But yep. you know, like I said, that's family. We had you know, we're family. We had to we had to do that. So like, all right, someone watch the kids. We got to go do this, you know, it is what it is. And like I said, we're going to we're sitting in the hole. You know, we got our feet in the hole after we're taking off just like tired and like I think I saw pictures. Didn't y'all take pictures? I, I think we might have. Like we, <laughs> it was such a crazy experience. And like we were kind of laughing. We we're like, man, we're really gonna laugh about this. Like, what are we doing sitting here? Why are we doing this? But then when it closed, we're like, all right, well, that's that's why we did it's it. Worth it. Oh yeah, yeah, it was definitely worth it. I love Get, it, man. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. All right, guys, this is the premise of this, right? Make family a part of the business plan. I think that that's probably if you like your family. If you like your family, yeah. absolutely. That yeah. is, we got to throw that in there too. If you yeah. love your family, family is part of the business plan. Doug, I really appreciate you being on the show, man. Yeah, man. And what is one piece of advice you can give to anybody right now who's a family dude trying to figure out how to get this thing going? Well, family is the most important thing. So whether you have them involved or not, you got to keep your family kind of at 
at the front of your mind. Are you, this is what you're doing it for. It's beautiful. That's how you do it, man. All righty, guys. I hope y'all got value from this. I'll see y'all on the next episode. Let's get it. <laughs> I want to check. Check. Check.